0: The Talking Points podcast is produced in partnership with C. Michael Gibson and org.
1: Hi, Mike Gibson and Aaron Armstrong coming to you live virtually for TCT 2020. And we're talking about improving outcomes for below the knee interventions with new elution systems. Talk to us, Aaron, a little bit about the Tango study.
0: Sure, thanks, Mike. Uh, Appreciate the opportunity to discuss this today. Um, I think as people are aware, there are some significant limitations to current endovascular therapies for peripheral artery disease, especially for infrapoplateal disease infra disease is treated primarily with balloon angioplasty, but the rates of restenosis and recoil at six months are often above 50%. Previous trials have investigated the use of drug coated balloon and paclitaxel-based technologies below the knee, but none of those trials has yet to show any definitive long-term benefit, nor have they reached FDA approval for below-the-knee disease. So uh, as a result, the Tango study uh, that we conducted was a study to investigate the role of adventitial Temsirolimus drug delivery to infrapopliteal peripheral artery disease. The concept here is that rather than delivering a drug from the lumen of the artery and hoping that it persists within the vessel over time, we actually perform a microinfusion using a, what is called a bullfrog microcatheter to infuse an anti-restenotic drug into the adventitia And it's actually the adventitia.
1: How that works, uh, Aaron?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So it's, you know, for people not familiar with some of the underlying biology, this may seem a bit counterintuitive. But after balloon angioplasty, it's really the adventitia that are the source of a lot of the cytokine signals, as well as the inflammatory cells that set up the restenotic cascade. So for that reason, delivering a drug directly into the adventitia has the potential benefit of quelling that immune and inflammatory response directly at the source from where it initiates.
1: And how do you, mechanically, how do you do that?
0: Yeah, so the um, device called the bullfrog catheter uh, has been available for a few years now. Um, it's a highly compliant balloon that when it expands at just two atmospheres, a small microneedle is exposed that is able to uh, enter the vessel wall into the adventitia. It's a very small neater, needle, smaller than a TB needle, and uh, by admixing contrast with the uh, drug of choice that you're infusing, you can also verify that the drug is being delivered into the adventitia.
1: Wow. Well, I'm a coronary guy. <laughs> I never, <laughs> I'd never heard of this. Why do they call it the bullfrog?
0: You know, it has kind of a bullfrog type look when you inflate it, as far as the uh, the throat punch. Uh, Going, getting larger over time uh, from the very compliant balloon. And so angiographically, it, it has an appearance that looks similar to a bullfrog's throat when it makes a croaking sound.
1: Got it, and how do you assure that you're giving consistent amounts of drug through this kind of catheter? It would, I would wonder if it was variable delivery.
0: Yeah, that's a great question. In, in the clinical trial, we studied two doses of Tem-serolimus. Um, we chose tem because it has, a proven track record of both safety and efficacy in the coronary space, of course, uh, as all coronary drug-eluting stents are, are limus-based. Temsirolimus is also available commercially because it's also used for the treatment of renal cell carcinoma at much larger doses. So uh, the Tango study was a phase two study examining the safety and efficacy of temsirolimus, And so um, the injections were set um, such that we were delivering a, a predictable amount of temsirolimus. With each injection. And typically, what we do in these cases is we inject a certain dose of Tempserolinus every 40 millimeters along the blood vessel. Uh, when you do these injections, you actually see the drug uh, percolate uh, through wow. the adventitia, both.
1: So in contrast. There's some contrast mixed in with it. Interesting. Okay. That's right.
0: Yeah. So um, the purpose of the study was to uh, both, you know, look at the uh, safety of this approach, but also the efficacy. And the primary endpoint of the study was actually an angiographic endpoint where at six months we did repeat below the knee um, angiography and demonstrated uh, using volumetric assessments that there was a significant reduction in neo-intimal hyperplasia uh, across the vessel segment that had been treated. Uh, to really look for a biologic signal of tem serolimus injection. Uh, here at TCT, I'm reporting the 12-month outcomes, uh, which included a per-protocol analysis where we excluded some of the reasons for failure not specific to the drug, including um, occlusion of the SFA more proximally, or other reasons that would dilute this, the signal from this phase two study and after doing that, we did find that there was a statistically significant reduction in clinically dri- driven target lesion failure at, uh, at 12 months, I think, uh, suggesting an, um, an important uh, clinical signal in this phase two study.
1: That's, uh, that's great. What are some of your next steps, Aaron?
0: Yeah, that's, that's a great question. I think that these results are very promising uh, because they, I think, uh, really inform us that there's both safety and a signal for efficacy uh, with this approach. So currently, we're in the process of designing a phase three pivotal study uh, that would enroll somewhere on the order of 200 to 250 patients with infrapatellar disease and be powered to detect a difference in clinically relevant target lesion failure over time.
1: That's good to hear. I mean, this is a real problem clinically, and uh, we really haven't had any great solutions. So I'm, I'm thrilled to hear that you and your team are tackling it. Great work. Congratulations. Look forward to hearing those results. And uh, thanks for joining us here virtually from TCT.
0: Yeah, thank you very much. Appreciate it.